Hello and welcome to Elwed Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwed Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with Opi Kaur about intimate, eco-conscious destination weddings. This topic is very dear to my heart as I'm a strong believer in minimizing our footprint wherever we can. I'm glad to have this chat with Opie, the founder of Open the Door Events, a sustainable event designer based in Andalusia, Spain. Open the Door was founded in late 2014. Opie finds that her long-lasting experience from other sectors like traveling, books, nature and people in her life are the important pillars of her brand. She creates intimate events in harmony with nature. Although her style is laid back, there's an effortless elegance that ties her work together. Every detail and vendor that goes into designing an eco-conscious wedding is thoughtfully considered to ensure their ethos of bringing stunning eco-conscious events to life is being honored. Open the Door was featured on international wedding blogs on numerous occasions such as Green Wedding Shoes, Junebug Weddings, Bridal Musings, Rock My Wedding, Nuba, Martha Stewart, Together Journal, Festive Brides, White Magazine and in 2020 they were also interviewed by Vogue on eco-conscious weddings. In this episode we get to know Opie and her story of becoming a sustainable event designer. She will explain what it means to have an eco-conscious wedding and where to start in this guide to intimate eco-conscious destination weddings. And now let's get started. Hello, Opie. I'm really excited to have you on Elwood Talks. We are planning this conversation for so long, it seems, and eco-conscious weddings are so dear to my heart. So thank you so much for coming. I'm really excited for this conversation uh, because not many eco-conscious weddings happen in Greece, but there are some that do, and uh, especially between destination rides. Um, we just had one featured on the new uh, Elwed magazine, on the cover of the new magazine. And I'm really excited that you're going to guide us through this, uh, some of the steps of the intimate eco-conscious destination wedding. Wow. So would you, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you got to what you do and what was the idea behind um behind your brand and just let us uh, tell us your story a little of bit. course well thank you for having me Sonia it's a pleasure to be here and and really exciting to hear that eco-conscious weddings are becoming a bit more requested or demanded by brides in, mm-hmm. in Greece um absolutely yeah so open the door events started in 2014 we didn't um, create any weddings till 2015 and in fact I started Open the Door events without really thinking I was going to go into the wedding industry. I just wanted to work in all events um, because I had a bit of an events background in London. So mm-hmm. I am based in Spain now and I moved to Spain in 2012. Um, and I came here as a teacher, like something completely different. I was teaching English as a second language. Um, but I, I knew in the back of my mind, I wanted to have my own company one day, especially after working in events mm-hmm. for like six years in London. Um, so at the end of 2012 I was planning to leave Spain and go on the next adventure because that's what my life was I was just like moving and working and living and I didn't really have any 
place in mind where I wanted to settle. Um, and then mm-hmm. I met my boyfriend, who's now my fiance, um, at the end of 2012, who's, who's um, from Spain. And he influenced my stay. Um, so I decided to stay for another year. That year, he got into wedding photography quite heavily um, and started kind mm-hmm. of planting the seed about wedding planning. He started showing me some beautiful locations where he was working. And I started thinking, wow, like I didn't even know these places existed. Um, because from what I've seen, yeah. like in the Spanish wedding industry, um, it was a lot of beach weddings um, and kind of you know a very different style quite romantic um a lot of a lot of tablecloths a lot of um kind of you know when the chairs are plastic and they have that fabric over them so that's all I'd seen so when I started seeing yeah so when I started seeing these beautiful rustic and like venues with accommodation in in the mountains just surrounded by nature I started thinking oh my god I would love to offer these kind of locations to couples who wanted a more authentic wedding in Spain so a wedding like Spanish people have it with no restrictions like if you want to finish at nine in the morning you can and um, if you want to stay for a weekend with you know your most important friends family um, you can do that so I thought okay this could be you know somewhere this could be for me and um, so I started yeah. off creating an event and it was very different arts and um, DJing in Cordoba locally where I live and from that event, um, people started talking, okay, Opie's thinking about wedding planning. And someone heard about that and, and asked me to plan their wedding. Um, so, yeah, so it just came from that little event. And, and I did. And it was just like they asked me to help out with, you know, like the sweet table and the place settings and the menus, very simple things. Um, and I did it. And, and it, was, it was fun. But I, I started to realize how much waste um, was produced mm-hmm. and I just saw people like yeah. I, I saw the waiters just start throwing everything the ta- off the tables into big black bin bags after the wedding was over and I was just like wow you know we've put so much time and effort into making this look beautiful and and three or four hours later everything's just going straight into the dumpsters um, so yeah. I, I was pretty shocked by that um, and also quite surprised by how much couples just wanted to like buy beautiful things and then not really have any attachment to these things. It wasn't something that they wanted to invest in and take home afterwards. It was just kind of show. Lovely. So I was like, wow, okay. Um, so the second wedding I had, which happened a similar thing, like word of mouth, um, they, they hired me and I started doing, doing it in an eco-friendly way without telling them about it. I was thinking, okay, how can I um, rent things? Or And, and again, it, it was kind of like how you started in Greece, Sonia, like people had very low budgets. Yeah. I was trying to make everything beautiful, hardly getting paid. And I, I basically yeah. did, had no idea what I was doing. I was just making it up as I went along. And um, so, yeah, I basically had one budget and I had to get paid from this budget, but also make everything happen with this budget as well. It was, I totally it was crazy I said yes to everything I had no idea what I was doing and yeah. anyway I decided to do it I think a lot of wedding planners can relate to your For story sure. yeah I think exactly that's how we learn we learn by doing it and we, and we just figure it out yeah. as we go along um so yeah so with this wedding I started in thinking more about the environment and and not because I was you know environmentalist it's just that I, I yeah. kind of 
I've always lived a minimalist life. I like to spend money on things mm-hmm. that matter. And I believe that less is more. It's just a kind of way of life I've always had. And I've been quite conscious about eating good quality food and, and things like that and buying locally. And and I think the main thing was because moving from England to Spain, you know, England is very like big franchises, big supermarkets. And I came to Spain and saw beautiful local shops where you could get fresh baked bread from yeah. and cheeses from the area. And it just made me appreciate it so much more so I started like thinking about living locally and putting money into the community and like moving to Spain kind of really opened that world up to me and yeah so so I started so that wedding I I I started doing it more eco-consciously and I didn't tell couples and the main reason I didn't tell a couple was because eco-conscious weddings in 2015 weren't a thing I think there was one wedding planner I found in the UK doing it and I was searching the web and no one was doing it and and the people like the one wedding planner that I found that was doing it to be honest I don't know if they're still around now it was very handmade and I wanted to I didn't want to create eco-conscious weddings and that that was like the end of it I wanted to create beautiful weddings that were stylish that aligned with the couple's values and and style but also were eco-conscious and so I didn't want to just define my style being eco-conscious. Um, I wanted to create, you know, beautiful, elegant weddings um, and just be Absolutely. environmentally friendly. Exactly. As you said, uh, the eco-conscious doesn't mean that they have to be all, I don't know, handmade or something. You know, you can still have a beautiful wedding and a beautiful mm-hmm. event and stylish and, uh, you know, uh, flowers you like or whatever, you know, strikes your fancy. But uh, um, just to have like a little bit of a eco-friendliness in the back of your mind, like you don't have to go uh, all crazy, I guess, <laughs> on eco, um, but uh, to try to figure out where you can uh, contribute exactly. something. To That's it. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. 100% eco-friendly. Um, to be honest, right now my suppliers yeah. in Spain, my florists, for example, we do source a lot of the greenery locally. But some of the flowers with Andalusia mm-hmm. being so hot aren't grown here. So they're not completely local. Um, yeah. But we do what we yeah. can. We don't use a floral foam and something else that florists use, the green mm-hmm. foam that we use for arrangements and, and for installations, which is used in every event practically. This is one of the least eco-conscious things mm-hmm. you can find because it takes 700 years to biodegrade. Um, so, so even if we can't use local organic flowers, we try and cut back in other ways by not using mm-hmm. wiring or plastic. And we can um, try and compost everything after the event, whether it be food or flowers or anything else natural that we've used yeah. to decorate to decorate the weddings. That's that's such a great idea. Yeah, and you see all these little things that nobody thinks about, like the the foam for the flowers and can have so much impact on your on the environment it doesn't have to you know it doesn't really take away from your event looking gorgeous but it contributes so much yeah. to the environment and I actually think. i think it makes um, your event more unique because you have to think about arranging mm-hmm. flowers in another way that isn't just um pressed into this floral foam but you you end up creating more unique and creative installations which is it's really fun i mean obviously mm-hmm. If a wedding, uh, a bride is planning a wedding on her own, that's going to be difficult unless you've got the right suppliers on, on board. But I think when you do have a vendor and you have this in mind, you can, you know, try and push them to their limits as well to create something more environmentally friendly and more unique for you, which is, which is great for brides. 
So could you elaborate a little bit more what are eco-weddings, like what are eco-conscious weddings, in your opinion, uh, for all the brides that are maybe thinking about it but don't know where to approach or where to start? Like, it, Can their wedding planning become more difficult if they decide to think of ecology a little bit more? Okay, so first, answering your first question, what are eco-conscious weddings? <laughs> yeah. So I'd say um, anything where we can limit um, our waste and our carbon footprint so um, choosing a location where you can um, have your wedding day in full and possibly a pre or a post event as well and um, a lot of we're talking about destination weddings now so a lot of destination weddings happen because couples want to spend quality time with their friends and family and um, we, we're living in an age now where we don't live very close to the most important people in our lives um, so people might argue, okay, destination weddings are eco-friendly. No, they're not at all. But spending time with your loved ones is a really big, important part of your life. So if you happen to mm -hmm. have to have a destination wedding because you have to travel to see your family anyway, then we can make it as eco-conscious as possible by choosing a space or a location where guests don't have to travel for the three days during the event, for example. It is a three-day event. Mm -hmm. um, choosing a venue mm -hmm. maybe that provides a bit of accommodation so yeah you're not moving back and forth on the day and um, a venue ideally mm -hmm. that runs on natural energy I mean this is happening more and more it's not so common yet but in, in a lot of country houses they use they run on solar power in, in the south of Spain or they have yeah a more natural alternative oh yeah any here yeah um, and then the catering is a big part of making your wedding eco-conscious making sure that the produce used mm -hmm. is locally sourced and seasonally sourced um, as sustainable as possible so that your caterers um, work with um, maybe farmers or fishermen from the area so you're not you know buying industry meat or fish which is ruining the world right now unfortunately it is not yeah. ethical it's not great for the environment and it's not it's not great for us either to eat that kind of food so if we are eating meat and fish it's of the highest quality you know the animals are being looked after um, and and then also caterers that don't use any plastic at all and it's quite tempting for catering companies to use plastic during the cocktail hour because everything can just be thrown away easily afterwards and not washed but you know catering companies some do 100 weddings a year and if they're providing so much plastic you know they're not a supplier you want to count on you want to count on people that mm -hmm. are aware of their carbon footprint and can help us lower hours as well in every way possible um so and also the food waste at the end and um, if there is food waste could that be used the following day if you're having a post-wedding party at the venue or could that be given to a food bank or could it be yeah. composted so to make sure mm -hmm. this food waste doesn't go in to landfill because landfill is, is I think a third mm -hmm. or just a bit less of landfill is food waste so how we can decrease that as well mm -hmm. um, and you know to to decrease land um, food waste we could think about how we serve our food as well instead of having individual plates when we sit down in the reception we can have sharing platters mm -hmm. or because there's always someone that eats more than someone else um, or there could be a kind of show cooking where food is being cooked live and guests mm -hmm. get up and choose what they want to eat from each each stand um, so then nothing you know is just put on the plate and then thrown away afterwards um, and then mm -hmm. with the decoration lighting is really important to use lead lighting 
um, a lot of the events that are created nowadays are outdoors, so we need a lot of illumination to, to create that atmosphere in the event. So making sure that's led and making sure that the flowers are as locally um, produced as possible or there's no flower foam yeah. involved or no plastic and um, also gifts like it's quite common for couples to feel like they need to put a gift on the table for their guests um, during the reception or something mm-hmm. I think it's really important to invest in in the actual experience for, for, for guests like invest in music or, or great food mm-hmm. or a great party afterwards and and leaving the gifts out because I think we feel like we have to do these things and they don't they've kind of lost the meaning but you just do it because it's a tradition you know you sit on the table and you expect a little gift so maybe in really yeah. like writing down what's important is it to spend really qu- good quality time with my friends and family how do I do that maybe it's by um, you know hiring a great band that's going to make us dance together or something else like that so thinking about how to yeah. reduce waste in a different way same with uh, and also sorry. right now Right now about the gifts uh, is, uh, for instance, there are so many options that you can also help. Like I know some couples uh, that paid uh, in in their guests' names into some to some charities. You know, they donated uh-huh. money to charities. Or, um, uh, for instance, uh, it's very popular now for like uh, small um, food like cookies or, or personalized little cakes yeah. or something more in and more interesting for the guests to actually later on for to keep these items because so many of these gifts like just get thrown away um being being forgotten especially with the destination wedding you need to think about what you're going to give them because um you know many can't travel back with more luggage or something you know so it's very popular in greece to give like um a welcome little a basket of local products mm. like honey or small oil, small, small olive mm-hmm. oil, you know, the bottles. Kind of just, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, <laughs> bottles, yeah. yeah. Same in Spain, actually. Um, I, I think that's a really good point. If you do want to give yeah. gifts, give something that's useful or from the area, like mm-hmm. some olive oil or some yeah. nice, beautiful olives or cheese or wine, mm-hmm. something that you can use immediately or, or enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and the same with the yeah. charity. Um, I had a couple actually um, who got married with us in 2018 and they asked their guests to donate money to one of their favorite charities instead of receiving a gift from their guests, which was lovely as well. Yeah. I know. So I mean, there are so many <laughs> um, different innovative ways, I guess we can be more yeah, helpful yeah. to the environment and to, and to society rather than yeah, creating this unnecessary waste. I feel like in London uh, and UK in general, uh, eco-conscious weddings are more and more popular. And I'm seeing like so many different options, like even for mm-hmm. confetti, like um, which is a big, it can be a big waste, especially if the mm-hmm. wedding is on the beach and you have plastic confetti that is yeah. never cleaned up maybe. And yeah, this could be a disaster. So, okay, if you don't want to throw rice, the natural thing, you know, there's so many options like with uh, mm-hmm. um, olive leaves or uh, dried flowers or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing that coming over. Yeah. Slowly. I mean, I think there are like 
alternatives to everything sometimes you can buy it or sometimes you just have to think outside the box like you said like just um getting some branches and taking the leaves off or flowers getting the old petals you know there's so many things that we can throw for confetti and I think um, and, and use alternatively instead of plastic and other things that produce waste in a wedding but it's just kind of thinking about them um for example in Cordoba in the, in the springtime we see so many beautiful old um, petals on the floor in the corners, just from all the trees. And I just go and gather them all. I think these would make great yeah. confetti and they're so lovely dried as well. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's just kind of thinking, oh, what can I do with these beautiful things that nature provides us with? Absolutely. We have a similar flower here. <gasps> it's called Bucanvillia. It's like this big uh pink uh, big flower and yes as you said it makes the loveliest dry yeah, flowers yeah <laughs> the tones like... change and they become more i think they they become warmer and more brownier but still this nice blush pink it's beautiful so if somebody wants to plan a destination wedding and they want to consider of being more eco-friendly what can they do before starting to plan and give us like three or a mm -hmm. couple of pointers. Okay, I would say the first one is keep it small. Um, I think we have the tendency to think we need to invite everyone we know to our weddings. Um, and I mean, I'm actually planning my wedding, it was meant to be this year, but it's been moved to next year. So I, as a bride as well, I understand how hard it is to keep the guest list small because we do have, especially when you get to an age in yeah. your late 30s or mid 30s, you've met so many people in your life that you want at your wedding or or you think you do. <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, I think really think about the people that you want to spend those one, two or three days with and mm -hmm. maybe people that you don't have to spend all weekend catching up with, but people that are a really important part of your life. Um, when you keep it small, you know, it's less people traveling, it's less waste in general less food is less everything less money so I think that's the first point I invite people that are really really important to you and that you really want there and people are going to make you feel good and going to make this celebration even better um then the second mm -hmm. thing would be I think think really carefully about attire about the clothes that you're wearing and do you need to like with destination weddings a lot of people end up buying a lot of things like guests included because they're going to a new country they don't know what they need so maybe plan as carefully as possible think about weather think about kind of guide your guests on what they'll need and give them enough time so they're not rushed buying and encourage them to maybe I don't know if there's a if, the, if you're using bridesmaids or or groomsmen to let them wear their own attire that they feel comfortable in so they can wear that again in the future rather than just buying outfits for one event in their life May I add here, like for a bride, like I know for a fact that there are some eco-conscious uh, dress designers, mm -hmm. like we even have some in Greece, that are using uh, bamboo or, mm -hmm. you know, sustainable fabrics instead of uh, plastic mm -hmm. uh, chiffons or whatnot. So I would just add here to try to do research Definitely, maybe about yes. the dress there, as well. Like every day I feel like I see another ethical or sustainable wedding dress designer come on the scene. So I feel like, yeah, the, the choices um, are growing there. And um, mainly for brides, I feel like for grooms, it's still a bit of a long way off. But also I feel like with grooms attire, yeah. um, you can generally wear that suit again and again mm -hmm. in your life. So at least it's something that you can can be worn more than mm -hmm. once. Um, and with, yeah, and, and with brides, um, yeah, I would go for an ethical option or even 
in thinking about selling maybe your dress afterwards. It can be reused if if not, if you can't find um, an eco-conscious version or or even hiring a dress is possible these days. But um, I, think, I think there's a lot of options yeah. with, with attire. And I think it's just about planning ahead and thinking about what's important to you and how you want to feel and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, gifts, we mentioned a little bit about before. I would say minimize gifts in every way possible. Um, do you need to buy a little detail for, for your guests or could you provide that in another way in the experience of the event? Um, if, if your guests are insistent in buying something for you, for you, the bride and groom, maybe have them carbon offset their travel, um, which is great for the environment, or, or create something on their web, on the website to help them do that, to follow a link. Um, um, mm-hmm. I would say think about the decoration in detail, and possibly if you choose the right venue mm-hmm. space, and it's beautiful in itself, you, you don't need to decorate as much as you would something that's an, an empty space or something quite mm-hmm. modern or minimal. So I would say choose your venue wisely and and enhance that space rather than transforming it. Um, think about yeah the decor that can be reused or taken home. A lot of my brides and um, take their bouquets home afterwards and keep it and they dry them and um, if decor is made for the ceremony especially mm-hmm. you know we get that handmade locally and they take it home. So think about everything that can be reused or repurposed. Um, and food is a biggie. Like, make sure your suppliers aren't using plastic and ask them where the produce is coming from. If it's from the area, if it's local, seasonal. seasonal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just and be inquisitive. Ask your suppliers. It's part of your journey too. So I think be involved in the process and, and ask these questions. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said um, about the food, I think that uh, probably also in Spain and in Greece, I feel like, you know, there's so much local food here and local products available everywhere. And especially if you're getting mm-hmm. married on a smaller island, it's even more difficult to bring some mm-hmm. specialty dishes. So, yeah, so not only it's going to save you money, but also it's going to do good to the local community. And, um, you know, lots of, uh, lots of venues that are on the islands are already using uh, locally sourced food just because mm. it's simply cheaper than importing from, you know, from the yeah. mainland. It's or, cheaper or and better. And that's the crazy thing. Yeah. The quality is quality. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I talk about, like when couples are coming from, from anywhere from the States, from Australia, from the mm-hmm. UK, the, the quality of food and wine and, and produce in general here is, in Europe in general, I'd say, in, in Greece, Italy, Spain, it's, it's crazy amazing. Like it is, and it's so affordable as well. And I think that's something that you can't really explain in words until someone tries it. And they're like, wow. Um, I, th- I think, yeah, I think when you're, I think there's a lot of beauty in, in getting married in one of these kind of smaller um, places where they're a bit more local and traditional still with and authentic. So, yeah, can't go wrong with the food. What would you recommend couples to do uh, regarding invitations? Some of them obviously want to have a nice printed, you know, stationery. And others might not want that. So what would you suggest to stay on mm-hmm. the eco-conscious train? So I would say if it's, I would say trying with invitations, create a website possibly. That's what my couples do. Like make it beautiful, make it informative yeah. um, and use that as your invite. 
And then if you want to go for beautiful stationery too, maybe on the wedding day, have a beautiful printed menu with a nice quote or something more meaningful that they can actually take home and keep as a keepsake or even like a nice place setting. Mm -hmm. So rather than, yeah, spending money on, on invitations and on, and on the track, the delivery of those as well. Yeah, and basically polluting um, pollution as well. So I'd say um, create a website, give as much information as possible and use stationery in other ways throughout the wedding where it would be appreciated more. And also now we have so much choices for uh, more eco-friendly or mm -hmm. even recycled papers. Talk to your stationer about those eco-conscious Of course, um, yeah. I mean, options. now you can find plant inks, you can find um, caddy paper from India, paper that's hand-dyed. There are a lot of options for sure. And I think it's beautiful to have some sort of, you know, tangible stationery in the wedding. Um, so I would say, yeah, like try and keep a yeah. balance, like some maybe digital and some some tangible, physical, um, and, and that's great. I don't think we need to go all out and have, I think some couples want, you know, like a welcome board and a, and a program of events. And I think we can limit those in different ways. And maybe even like on the wedding, a lot of couples decide to use leaves and natural elements to write place settings on, like stone or clay. You know, so I think there's a lot of alternatives there as well, like creating beautiful stationery, but using different materials to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. So you, as a wedding planner, you travel around the world to create So no, weddings, like or? I've done um, editorial in Bali, but Spain is generally where I work. So in the south of Spain, Andalusia, um, I have some lovely weddings. I should have done them last year. Um, in Italy, in Portugal, and, and Morocco yeah. coming up, but they've been postponed for now. So we're waiting for those to happen. Okay, so generally you do come. You can come oh, to definitely. Greece. I would love to, to hire you. Greece, like, Greece is stunning. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So what would you say is your best experience as an eco-wedding okay. planner? So, wow, so many. Um, just even arriving... I think it's really hard to put my finger on one experience. I feel like to arrive in a place where I am now and to be able to style and design weddings um, with, with a lot of freedom and trust from my couples is, is incredible. I, I feel like just really, really happy to be in, in yeah. like to have gotten to this position because obviously at the start, you're really proving that you can do it, but you don't have the portfolio to show that. So I feel I'm in a place where, mm -hmm. you know, couples see the work and they're like, okay, do something unique for me. You know, I trust you. I've seen the wedding. And I think that, that's really, really yeah. great. And yeah. there've been a few like highlights. And I was interviewed on Vogue last year for being an eco-conscious wedding planner. And that was amazing, that recognition to have created something that's working so well, that's become so highly in demand. Um, definitely a highlight. And, mm -hmm. and in 2019, I did this stunning wedding in, in the mountains in, in Ronda, in south of Spain. And it was an intimate wedding for a couple from California, only 30 people. And, mm -hmm. and the bride worked in sustainability. So it was very important for her to have every aspect of the wedding um, sustainable but she also really cared about mm -hmm. decor and she wanted it to be stunning and, and elegant and beautiful, um, but very sacred and emotional as well. Um, 
So she, mm-hmm. her and Andrew, Farah and Andrew gave me like full reign over everything. They were like, this is our budget. Um, this is kind of what we want to go for. Just do it. And and we ended up creating a really stunning wedding. Um, I We had for the reception this tunnel of palm leaves, dried palm leaves um, that we gathered from, from Andalusia. And in the summer, you know, mm. it get, they get so dry, they become this beautiful brown, golden colour naturally. Um, and um, we had a long table in the middle mm. and lights all over the palm leaves. And it was just really romantic and dreamy. It was a full moon that night. And um, it was definitely one of the highlights of, of a completely like 100% sustainable wedding and just being so beautiful, everyone being so chilled. And yeah. it, was, it was stunning. <laughs> That's amazing. And yeah, so another thing is also to use like dry, dried florals or mm-hmm. even dried natural uh, flowers from, you know, like you said, uh, from palm leaves or something yeah. like that that might be discarded or something. So yeah, great, great advice for some florists because they can just yeah, collect them keep and keep them, you know, in storage. And um, yeah, for however long they want and they can be reused over and over again. And this is the thing, some florists won't do that just because of convenience. That's why it's really important to have either the bride or groom mm-hmm. or the wedding planner kind of make sure those things happen before and after the event that you know that they're in sustainable mm-hmm. side and the eco-friendly side is followed through I think that's really important so the process mm-hmm. leading up and, and after the event uh, so uh, where do you get inspirations for your eco-conscious <laughs> so, wedding designs wow I think I think this is a hard question firstly because I've been asked this quite a few times and I'm like hmm where do I get my inspiration <laughs> I think I feel like I'm most inspired when when I feel good. So when I'm taking time for myself, when I take time to rebalance in nature, when I um, when I meditate, when I eat well. Um, I've had I've suffered from burnout before when I've worked a lot, and for now it's really important for me to have a balance in my life, a really good work life balance. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that yeah the better I feel in my life in my relationships my work is way better um, and obviously those things happen by um spending time with my fiance going for walks with my pup and um, being in nature really being mindful when I'm going out and about and walking like watching the sky watching the the plants the leaves how they, they change color over the seasons and, and just being aware and present um during mm-hmm. my downtime that's been really valuable for me usually when we go for walks in nature we are uh-huh. i don't know sometimes take our cell phones with us and yeah. you know we feel like you need to take a picture of this you need to take a picture. but we rarely just focus on the nature itself and enjoy the moment yes. itself so yeah Definitely. that's really I think good there's advice. so much pressure now to upload your life <laughs> on instagram or anywhere you are i mean yeah like i was kind of mentioning before <laughs> like i'm in a constant battle with my fiance because obviously he loves his phone he loves his social media and I think it's really important to have at least one day a week without yeah. it and just to switch off and, and just kind of, yeah, be and not yeah. feel that pressure. And I mean, not that, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't feel the pressure and they just it's become a part of their life. But I think it's also nice to, to live without it like we used to. Absolutely. Exactly. We just need a little bit of time away yeah. <laughs> from the device sometimes. Yeah, I totally yeah, feel sure. that. I totally understand. <laughs> So uh, what would, would you say that intimate uh, and eco-conscious destination weddings are becoming more popular and gaining some momentum these days, especially 
because yeah. of COVID, we need to have like smaller uh, yeah. celebrations. So definitely, definitely, I think um, my first few years, I just noticed a difference in inquiries I'm having from couples as well. Even though, and like I said, initially uh-huh. I didn't um, promote myself or market myself as an eco-conscious wedding planner. But around 2017, I, I started to do that more and more. Yeah. And still, like people really weren't that interested until I'd say mm-hmm. around late 2018 when people started to actually come to me because I was an eco-conscious wedding planner uh-huh. and, and I noticed the change so yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely amazing. seen in that consciousness and awareness and rise and um, intimate weddings mm-hmm. have always been I'd say my speciality like I've, I've done them since I started I guess because having a destination wedding means it kind of mm-hmm. being intimate as well like not being able to invite all your friends and family but I think yeah. um, I think intimate weddings are, be, are be going to become more popular for, for COVID and maybe people realizing actually, do I need to have everyone at my wedding? Can't I just have this, you know, romantic affair and then go home and maybe have a, another kind of party? So yeah. I'd say, yeah, I think it's going to change the mentality of a few things that um, the COVID is, and and maybe yeah, it'll be it'll stay that kind of mm-hmm. that habit. And also, I believe that people um, will reevaluate a little bit more what is really important for them. I mean, is it really important to party? For mm-hmm. some, it might be, you know, to party with mm-hmm. all of their <laughs> 300 guests <laughs> or so. But for others, it might be more important to just keep it in a family, uh, you know, smaller family and friends circle. And also, as you said before, you know, like everybody's talking about now micro weddings and elopements, but I feel like this yes. is not nothing new here in Greece and in the destination wedding world. Yes, this, these things were happening even before uh, yeah. COVID coming. COVID came, <laughs> and uh, people were coming with you know smaller yes. groups like fifty people, thirty people uh, yes. in general, just because it's easier uh, to have a destination exactly. wedding. Not I think it was like travel, the reason so, for a yeah. lot of people having a destination wedding. Um, not to have to invite everyone and feel that kind of pressure mm-hmm. um, so yeah I feel like for all yeah, like in, yeah. in kind of regions where destination weddings are quite popular we're not going to see a big change maybe it's going to be more yeah in, in weddings locally mm-hmm. um, I mean like a traditional Spanish wedding is, is around yeah. I think the average guest guest list is 200 so and to be honest I, can't, I don't know if that's going to change I feel like the yeah. culture is so strong um, I, I know that will remain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the same here. I feel the same here. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about okay, you're so currently working on. I just on. feel, it's so funny because I feel like I'm busier than ever, but I'm not even executing any weddings. Um, I'm, I'm improving Open the Door. Um, I've obviously done a little revamp on the website. I'm working a bit more on social media and mm-hmm. I've actually started another project that's completely away from weddings um with and with an old bride of mine um, and where we're working on a new project called Mantra Skin and Earth and it's um organic natural plant oils for, for the face for the body for mother and baby and it's something so far away but also very close because it's sustainable ethical organic um getting yeah. closer to nature as well so we're working with local farmers mm-hmm. to cultivate and um, the plants and extract the oils and and really you know show the process of where where it's coming from and and how good it is for, for your well-being and overall skincare yeah 
have a feeling like a lot of wedding professionals like uh, pivoted a little bit like some of the wedding uh, wedding photographers you know had to find a new uh, way of income so they either went into another field of photography or they uh, pivoted to yeah. i don't know like coaching so uh, i think I covid do. was good for many things <laughs> i do our, i think it's uh, kind of the, sped everything yeah. up i think we would have eventually got where we are but it's kind of made us sit down and be like, actually, what else do I love? And what else am I passionate about? What do I want to work on? And it's given us time to, to yeah, create yeah. and design other projects, which is, is really great. And I feel like in the wedding industry, you can just kind of get lost in moving from event to event. You're quite busy all the time. It's high stress job. You, you're talking to couple suppliers. You're always on the go, checking new vendors, venues. Uh, so I think it's been very rewarding this time off and also in my case I just feel like it's made me realize how much I love weddings as well and I think um, obviously I've I've always loved it but it's made me appreciate my work and my my craft way more and just giving me this break and and I'm really excited to get back into um, weddings and execute the ideas and the designs that I've just I just like sitting there waiting waiting to be born so I think it's a really nice time that's amazing and for the last question what advice would you give to couples that want to get uh, married that want to get a destination um, wedding wow I would say choose a place that that you're going to feel your best in in the location the city the town everything like what like what does your wedding mean to you is it to spend time with your friends and family spend time as a couple alone and is nature going to help you be a better you know bring the best out in you or do you want to be in a city that's cultural giving you a lot of things to do so so think about where you want your wedding firstly um and then I would say don't do it alone like a destination mm. wedding is is tough and um, as my couples have realized throughout this process with covid like if anything happens to have a wedding planner and a team by your side mm -hmm. to help you change dates, to help sort out problems, to negotiate better prices, um, mm -hmm. you you need a team to do that. Um, and I'd, so I'd say definitely look for a wedding planner that aligns with your style, with your values and and check out their portfolio, have a, have a chat or a face-to-face -face, um, because you'll be working with that person or that team for possibly over a year and and it's important to have someone um, on your side doing the legwork for you and um, who understands the industry. I mean, yeah, I've just I've, I've seen so many because obviously my fiance is a wedding photographer and I've seen um, he's lost a lot of weddings because he has couples without wedding planners and they're trying to choose a date, but they're not sure how to. Sorry, they're trying to change their date and they're not really sure about how to go about it. And um, they they choose their venue and then they wow. lose a photographer because they don't know how to coordinate everyone. And it, it's, it's a tough, you know, changing a wedding date is not easy. You're trying to get about 10 suppliers on, on your new day and make sure your guests can join, make sure it's a good date for you to be able to be there. And so I think, yeah, this COVID situation, this pandemic has made people realise that kind of maybe value wedding planning service a bit more as well absolutely you said it so right and also uh, I think it's very important as you said before to uh, really make a research especially for a wedding planner and a photographer which are 
uh, I think one of the two people on your team that you're going to work closely with, uh, more closely than the rest. But yeah, to really make sure that you, um, yeah, you get it's along so well with them, I believe. Yeah, and they that they align with your values and your Definitely. vision of how you want your wedding oh. to be. Okay, great. <laughs> We are running out of time, but uh, it was lovely chatting with you. And where can people get in touch with you if they want of course, to find and you so online? Two places, either my website, which is www.openthedoorevents.net mm-hmm. or Instagram, which is openthedoorevents, mm-hmm. as it is. And it was absolutely lovely talking to you, Sonia. Thank you so much for having me on the show. for listening to Elwed Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to Elwed Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to elwed.com podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwed.